everyone. I'm Debbie Roberts, owner and financial advisor at Property Apprentice. Join me today for the Week in Review, where I'll talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer. Topics for this week, first up from landlords.co.nz on the 12th of December, what's in store for next year? Second topic from RNZ on the 13th of December, home insurance costs increase across New Zealand, Consumer NZ. Third topic from NZ Herald on the 13th of December, average house price dropped more than $100,000 this year, QB figures show. Fourth topic from the New Zealand Herald on the 14th of December, weakening housing market to loom large over Auckland as Otago gets tourism boost. And last but not least, on the 13th of December on one roof, flick it before Christmas. Desperate sellers try to beat the recession. So first up this week in review, we've got from landlords.co.nz on the 12th of December, what's in store for next year. Here are some predictions made by Colliers International, one of the biggest global real estate companies operating in New Zealand. For residential, 2021 saw artificial highs in property prices and sales activity will remain low as values continue to adjust. A new value base will appear in the late part of next year or early 2024. This will start the next phase of the traditional property cycle, which will encourage more participation from buyers and vendors. Changes to the Resource Management Act are underway, but will not affect ongoing developments in 2023. However, policies that promote intensification, like National Policy Statement on Urban Design, the NPSUD, and the Medium Density Residential Standards, MDRS, will make multi-unit developments more influential, especially in Tier 1 cities. Government support for the build-to-rent sector will promote it further. Developers and investors who have long-term capital and financial aspirations will continue to be the most active group. In the office space, as New Zealand transitions into a net carbon zero future, corporate owner-occupiers and tenants and government agencies will be setting targets to limit their environmental impact. Businesses are less likely to offer remote working conditions for new and existing employees, but the war for talent will continue. This will also increase the demand for high-grade office spaces. While prime-grade assets will remain a favoured option, there will be broader investor interest once there's clarity on the cost of debt. For retail, international luxury brands will populate the country's tourism centres following the reopening of the borders. Off-market activity will rise as buyers and sellers negotiate on new benchmark values being formed as a result of new transactions and valuation evidence. For hotels, there will be an increase in international visitors that will cause exceptional revenue per room among hotels similar to pre-COVID levels by the end of next year. This will be seen in many key regions. Labour shortages and high operational costs will continue to place ongoing pressure on some businesses. For the rural areas, land which offers synergies between arable, dairy and forestry farming classes will continue to elicit strong demand. Despite rising interest rates, high dairy prices following a potential record payout in 2022 to 2023 will boost demand for dairy farm assets. Second topic for this week in review from RNZ on the 13th of December, home insurance costs increase across New Zealand, Consumer NZ. A Consumer New Zealand survey revealed that people are becoming more worried about the cost of home and contents insurance. Half of the respondents were worried about the price of insuring their home. 
7% of those without cover had cancelled or not renewed their policy because of the cost. Another 17% didn't get contents insurance because they couldn't afford it. Consumer New Zealand investigative team leader Rebecca Stiles said it showed some were priced out of insurance protection. The consumer watchdog found that over the last year, the cost of insuring a standard house has increased by 17% in Hamilton, 14% in Dunedin and 15% in Auckland. Wellington was the most expensive region to insure a standard and large home, although last year the price hike for a standard house insurance was only 5%. The data was based on quotes from seven insurers for a couple with a standard size house insured for $450,000 and contents for $90,000. Consumer price index data showed that there's been a 150% jump in the cost of house and contents insurance in the last decade. Consumer New Zealand believed one of the factors behind the increase was that the earthquake commission levy, EQC levy, which is paid with insurance premiums, went from $345 to a maximum of $552 in October. This increased EQC cover by $150,000 for damage caused by natural disasters. Styles told Morning Report that the higher costs are also due to insurers looking at more risks from extreme weather events as well as earthquakes. Consumer New Zealand is open to supporting a market study to ensure that it was fair for all Kiwis. Though prices are up, consumer satisfaction didn't seem to climb according to Consumer New Zealand. In the survey, BNZ, Westpac and ASB performance in house and contents insurance were rated as below average. Medical Assurance Society, MAS, and FMG, Farmers Mutual Group, were at the topmost for price, customer support, and value for money. If you want to learn more about investing in property, join me at one of our live free events, Financial Advisors Strategies for Successful Investing, available live online or in person. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. If you'd like to find out more about how we can help you reach your financial goals, you can book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, via the website also. Third topic for this week in review from the New Zealand Herald on the 13th of December, average house price dropped more than $100,000 this year, QV figures show. More than $100,000 has been taken off of average house values from the start of this year. Quotable Values House Price Index for November shows homes decreased in value by 2.9% nationally over the three months ended November, with the average value sitting at $945,568. The recent decrease is smaller than the 3.9% quarterly drop recorded at the end of October, which is indicating that potentially house prices are starting to slow down in their falls. According to QV, the figure was $107,747 less than at the start of this year. The organisation observed that the closest comparable year to 2022 was 2008 during the global financial crisis. QV Chief Operating Officer David Nagel said home values increased by nearly 30% in 2021 And in 2022, they've fallen by less than half that much on average. So there's still some way to go until we're back at pre-pandemic levels. Although my thoughts on this 
is that there's absolutely no evidence to show that we're likely to fall back to values prior to the pre-pandemic. So, you know, don't take David Nagel's statement as being indicative that that's his opinion, that things are going to drop back to pre-pandemic levels. I think what the point that he was trying to make was that, you know, it's it's not a massive crash and it's more of a correction. I might be putting words into his mouth, but that's certainly my opinion on this, is that we're going through a correction because values increased ridiculously during 2021. So now we're going through a, a correction in values. In the last three months ending in November, the biggest fall in value was in Wellington, followed by Hamilton and Palmerston North. Auckland's average value fell by 3%, while Christchurch was down by 1.4%. Home values fell an average of 9% from January to November and 9.6% for the calendar year. Wellington saw the largest fall in value at 18.7% in the last 11 months ended November, and that was followed by Palmerston North at 14.5%. Queenstown is the only urban centre that saw growth at 5.4%. Fourth topic for this week in review from the New Zealand Herald on the 14th of December, weakening housing market to loom large over Auckland as Otago gets a tourism boost. Westpac's regional roundup outlook is forecasting an economic slowdown in the year ahead. Otago will be doing better in comparison to other regions because of increased tourism activity and meat farming. While Australia will supply the bulk of visitors, Westpac industry economist Paul Clark is also expecting long-haul travellers from the Northern Hemisphere to contribute to the economy. Card spending by foreign visitors in the big tourist region is now back to pre-COVID levels. According to him, the worst performing regions will be those that have a higher proportion of interest rate sensitive investors or who might have previously recorded big house price gains come off in small volumes. Auckland is first on the list, followed by Manawatu. Wellington's also suffered from a significant fall in household wealth due to decreasing house prices. The report found that economic activity in Auckland is mixed, which also plays a role in the region's weaker housing market. Real Estate Institute numbers released recently revealed that Auckland house prices fell by just over 18% or $235,000 from the end of November 2021 to the end of last month. That's a big turnaround from the 24% increase between November 2020 and November 2021. However, I'd like to point out that according to the medians in New Zealand, there was actually a 15% increase in the median values across New Zealand from October 2021 to November 2021. So that's a massive increase in just, you know, just a couple of months. Nationally, house prices fell by 115,000. Clark also pointed out that the weaker market has diminished the incentive to build. However, retail spending rose this year and will continue to do so. Looking into 2023, household spending will be put under pressure from rising debt servicing and increasing costs of living. As of August, the Reserve Bank figures showed that the average fixed rate mortgage was still just 3.68%, but continued OCR hikes will push some banks to hike their rates above 7%. It's expected that the Auckland housing market will underperform the national average, which will result in a softer labour market. However, growing tourism numbers, particularly over summer, will continue to boost hospitality's comeback, 
Wellington will also experience lower household spending in a softer labour market. Clark said that house prices in Wellington have dropped further than any other region and are now back to where they were in 2020. He said activity should continue to be supported by the government's ongoing legislative and regulatory programme. Meanwhile, economic activity in Canterbury remains buoyant and is expected to outperform the other big metropolitan centres while still slowing overall. A key difference is the good performance of the agricultural centre in the region. Similarly, building activity should remain elevated for a while yet, given the large amount of work in the pipeline. Therefore, as financial conditions continue to deteriorate, we think the consent issuance will decline and that should eventually lead to a slowdown in that building activity, Clark said. Looking to the Bay of Plenty, economic growth has weakened this year. Labour shortages have negatively impacted the kiwifruit sector. On the other hand, timber producers will see elevated demand from builders across the country. Economic activities expected to continue to ease in the region. And last up for this week in review, topic number five, from one roof on the 13th of December, flick it before Christmas. Desperate sellers try to beat the recession. More than a dozen properties sold this week were owned by people who were desperate to sell by Christmas. Some even advertised set reserves and others declared their real urgency to attract buyers. The owners of a Whangarei property are being told by the bank to sell so that they can move on to their new build, while another owner is in a hurry to sell his apartment so he can go to Vanuatu for Christmas. The properties that need to go include a raft of inner-city Auckland apartments. Salespersons from City Sales have gotten creative with their listings to encourage buyers. The properties are located at 16E, 363 Queen Street, and 20583 83 Halsey Street, and 9B Bar 6, Whitaker Place. City Sales Manager Scott Dunn said a lot of the owners, including the man going to Vanuatu, wanted to have their affairs tied up so that they could go on holiday without worrying about selling. An owner of an apartment being auctioned stated that they wanted their property sold before they have to refix their mortgage at higher interest rates at the end of the month. Dunn said that owners who were initially thinking of selling next year around March or April have been in touch with him because they're considering selling on this side of Christmas because they want to get a better price, presumably before the interest rates increase further and put more pressure on purchases. Vendors are also starting to accept the news of the recession hitting next year. Meanwhile, a complicated but cheap commercial studio office on Scanlon Street in Grey Lynn, which was advertised with a declared reserve of $70,000, sold prior to being called at auction. $70,000 declared reserve. It's ridiculous. <laughs> City Sales is not the only agency trying to lure in buyers by advertising the auction reserve, as Ray White Whangarei salesperson Justin Sims is also advertising the $575,000 reserve for an architecturally designed three-bedroom home at 16 Nahiri Drive. An owner of a 4.89 hectare lifestyle block on 106 McBreen Road in Hikarangi has been told by the bank to get rid of it because they've committed to a new build. The owners of another Northland property also have their eyes on another property, so they're keen to sell the three-bedroom, one-bathroom, 3.5 hectare property on 93 Mongakaramea Road in Mongakaramea, Whangarei, as soon as possible, the listing said. 
We've upgraded our free events to cater to the changing needs of first-home buyers and investors all over New Zealand. Join our first-ever Financial Advisors Strategies for Successful Investing event early next year. They're free live training sessions, and there's plenty of opportunities to ask me questions. I'll answer as many of them as possible. You can register on our website at propertyapprentice.co.nz and check out the details for dates and times there. If you'd like to have a no-obligation chat with my husband, Paul, to see how Property Apprentice can help you, you can also book a meeting or phone call with him via our website. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. This will be our last week in review for the year and we'll resume early next year after we've had a bit of a break. However, we will still be releasing some fun special episodes for you over the holidays. Stay tuned and have a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year.